Welcome to the Parent Coach Podcast, where family problems are simplified. I'm your host, Brant Noe. I'm a licensed clinical social worker that has specialized working with children and families throughout my career. The intent of this podcast is to help you simplify the challenges you're facing at home, build your self-awareness and insight, offer you advice, ideas, and teach you skills to develop healthy and effective relationships with your children so that you can have hope for their future and the confidence that you can deal with all the challenges that come with growing up. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. This is Brant Noe, the parenting coach. Today's podcast is a special shout out to a lovely mom I met the other day who was asking me about having difficult conversations with her children. And so today we're going to talk about that topic uh, because as it turns out, these conversations pop up all the time. So we're going to go through four different steps on how to have difficult conversations with your kids. And we'll go over some varying topics, but the the basic structure in terms of having difficult conversations with your children is first validate the difficulty that they're facing, normalize the difficulty that they're trying to confront. Two is to understand and how it makes them think and how it makes them feel. Three is get them to identify what are the problems that are going to come up. And then four, what can they do to move forward or face the challenge? In this particular story, I had a mom who came to me and was concerned about her daughter's well-being. Her daughter was five years old. She was having some anxiety about going to school. As we were talking, it came out that the challenge the child was facing is that she was five years old and she was struggling with the concept of death. And the mom was worried that this was odd or somehow it meant something negative about her child. And and from my point of view and the things I know, I was actually impressed with her child. I said, your child sounds like she's a very intellectually curious five-year-old who is willing to have and able to have difficult conversations because it's not developmentally abnormal for a five-year-old between five and 10 for them to start thinking about death. Now, what was remarkable though, is not just that she was having thoughts about death, but that she was openly willing and able to have conversations about death. And the truth was, is I think this made a lot of the adults in her life, specifically her mom, worried about what does it mean that my five-year-old is having these conversations about death? And so we then talked about how do you become the type of mom who can have these difficult conversations with your daughter? Because what your daughter probably needs most of all is a little bit of reassurance that even though she's a five-year-old wanting to have conversations about death, that she's actually okay. And not only that she's okay, that she's an extremely intelligent child. And the fact that she is willing and able to have these conversations at five tells you that there's something special about her. What was clear was, is that the mom really struggled. And she said multiple times, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to give my daughter the tools to be successful. This isn't a challenge with the child. This is a challenge we all have with our own beliefs about how we're going to be able to raise our kids. We often say we don't want to screw them up. And I get that phrase because I definitely have thought that phrase in the past. Let me start off with just saying why that phrase is not great. Because that phrase sets the mindset that there's a possibility that you're going to screw your kid up. And if you do that, that means everything you do with your kid is always coming from that place of, I don't want to screw you up. The shift I hope you can make by the end of this podcast is that you can come to a place of, I'm excited to have these conversations with my child because it means that they're going to be able to face these difficult challenges moving forward. And that is actually what I want the most for for people. The most I want for myself is 
is to be able to help our kids through really difficult conversations. And so the funny part about all this story is about four days later, my daughter comes up to me one night after we put her to bed and and she comes in my room and says, Dad, I have this song in my head and it's about last chances. And it really just makes me worried about death. And I don't know what to do. We sat on our bed and and eventually her mom came in and, and we had this nice conversation about death and what death means. And the next morning she woke up and I said, how are you doing today? She says, Dad, I'm doing great. I'm ready to go. So today I want to go through those four steps in the conversation so that you feel like you can have these difficult conversations with your kid because this is what parenting is in my head. Parenting is having difficult conversations and helping your children face the challenges of growing up. And so again, between five and 10, it's developmentally appropriate for them to think about death. And we should encourage our kids to engage us in these conversations. And when we do that, the truth is they're going to bring us harder conversations, which is what we want them to do because life only gets more complicated as we grow up. The most important part in these conversations is to be present. So this is a skill I talk about in my class, Parenting to Potential, but it's such an important skill to have, which means you're going to be present with your eyes, you're going to be present with your ears, and you're going to be present with your heart. And when you have these discussions, you want to have all of these things open and not be distracted. And you're going to have to pay attention to you because your kid is paying attention to you. Because how you respond to these moments is actually going to set the tone for how they think they should respond to these moments. And in regards to the mom I was talking to the other day, it sounds like all of the adults in her life were avoiding this really hard conversation, which then communicates to her, maybe there's something wrong with me. And if something's wrong with me and I can't figure out what that is, then it creates anxiety. And that's what was showing up. The problem was, is that she was having panic attacks before and during school. And my assessment of that was she thinks that she's different now because we've told her that she's different and we don't know how to have these conversations with her. So I encourage the mom to have the conversations with her. And that's why we're here today is to talk about how to have these conversations. So step one of this, of how to have these difficult conversations with kids is validate the difficulties that they're facing. Try to normalize those difficulties. So when my daughter came to me and said, dad, I'm really worried about death. I could have said so many different things. Oh, you don't have to worry about that. Oh, that's not a big deal. But instead, my tactic is always the same tactic with just about everything is, okay, let's confront it. And my response to her was, you know, sweetheart, you're right. Death is really hard. The concept of death is really hard because we have someone here one day and they're gone the next. And that means that there's always going to be risk because you don't know when someone's going to go. And that makes life really scary. And so we sat with that feeling and we talked about that for a little bit because that is the difficult thing. So instead of trying to hide from it, my advice is jump into the conversation and acknowledge the challenges. Now, the truth is we might have our own fears of death and, and we're going to be forced to confront those. Because these conversations can be lots of things. Eventually, this is going to be having conversations about sex. Um, it's going to be conversations about politics or religion, sexuality. There's so many difficult conversations to have. I wouldn't say avoid any of them. I, I 
I would say engage them as much as you can, but engage them from a place of being present with them and trying to help them realize how to get through the difficult situation. So we're going to validate the difficulties of the conversation so that we're not talking about something taboo. Death for a five-year-old is really important and is developmentally appropriate. Sex for a 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old boy, very appropriate. So the next piece of it is understand how it makes them feel. So what people tend to do is they make assumptions that people feel the same way they do, or they have the assumption that I'm different and I'm going to be the way I feel about this thing is odd. And the truth is both are right. Some people feel the same way you do. Some people feel very different. It does not make you odd or different because if you polled a hundred people, you find that a certain percentage will feel the way you do. So the most important part is to actually try to discover how it is your child thinks and feels about this topic. So my daughter, I asked her how she was feeling about it. She says, I'm scared and I'm a little sad. So it's interesting because for her, it was the scariness more than the sadness part. So it's not the losing someone and having someone gone that's hard. It's just the scariness that life can end in a moment's notice. And so this really dictates the, where the conversation goes with her, because I'm not dealing with a sense of grief and loss. That's going to be a piece of that conversation because she said there's some sadness. But for her, it's the unknown. That's the hard part about death. And so by understanding what your child feels about the situation or what they think about the situation, it allows you then to map out how to best help them through the challenge that they're facing. Because death is, again, it could be one of two things. You could be so sad that you've lost this person, or you could be scared about the unknown. There might be other thoughts and feelings about death that comes up. We, we really don't know until we ask. And so in the conversation, you want to get your child or you want to help your child feel understood. And another way to say this is we want to really access that part of empathy. Because empathy is our ability to to put ourselves in someone else's shoes and try to feel the experience from their part. As a therapist, the most important thing I do is to gain a sense of empathy for the challenges my clients are feeling. Because once I can communicate empathy is that I can understand from both an emotional level and from a logical level what they're experiencing. And that level of understanding is the catalyst that allows them to reduce their anxiety increase their sense of hope, and it continues to build trust. So I'm going to get a little clinical because this part's fun for me, is what's happening is that they're going into their limbic system. They're in a state of alarm and they're not really sure what to do. They're not in a full-blown panic yet, and that's good. We don't want our kids to be in a panic. What this stage calls for, and we talk about this in that Parenting to Potential course, what to do when your kids are in a state of emergency. So when your kids are in that state of alarm, they first need that relational support from you. They need that. Whatever that looks like for your kid, it could be that your child needs a hug because their love language is hugs. You can use the love language as a really good basis for to figure out what your child needs from you in that precise moment to kind of reduce their anxiety enough to engage in the conversation because when they're stuck in their limbic system, it's going to be harder for them to access that part of their brain to actually engage in you, with you in a conversation and make sense. So we want to empathize with our children, really communicate a strong understanding that we understand 
what they think and what they feel about whatever the difficult topic is. So for my daughter, it was death. So I talked a lot. I, I actually put most of my focus when I responded to her is I responded to the part of her that was scared of the unknown. And that then reduces her anxiety, gives her a little hope, and it builds the trust that her and I have together and her mom, because she popped in about halfway through the conversation. So once we can display empathy and understand that, the next step is to identify how this problem will come up. So what we're trying to help our children communicate is, is how is this thing going to be a problem for me? My daughter was feeling scared about the unknown and what will happen. And then so she was worried that she was going to miss out on opportunities. So when I sat down with my daughter, what I did was I tried to understand how is this sense of worry going to impact you in real time? And what she talked about was how she's worried that she's going to miss opportunities. She's going to not be able to have the, the friendships that she wanted to have or say goodbye to people. So it's that missing the opportunities was really the driving force behind her sense of being scared. And that makes sense. It's, it's not so much the sadness. She might not get to do certain things. And it might seem a little selfish, but it's not because this is the way that she's trying to process what she's scared of or what she's feeling in the moment. I'm not there to judge her feeling. I'm not there to say, well, don't worry about how it affects you. Worry about how it affects other people. No, I want to stay present with her and how this is hitting her. And so as she talked about how she was going to miss opportunities to, to do certain things, that then leads me into understanding what's the best way that I can help her. And so that's the last step is, what can they do to move forward? And so I actually played her a song because she had started off the conversation by telling me that she had a song stuck in her head about her last chance. So I played her a song by One Republic called I Lived. And I talked to her about what this song meant. And then I put it on my phone and I showed her the words of the song. And she read the words while they were singing the words. And we talked then about the importance of living your life to the fullest in everything you do. And, and if someone's there, it's why it's so important to be kind and to be loving. So that if today was their last day, and you, or you never save them again, even if this kid move, even if one of your, the kids in your class moves out of state, that his last memory was you is, that girl was kind. That's how we want to live our life, to the very fullest. And she gets to then define what it means to live her life to the fullest. And so I told her, tomorrow morning when you wake up, I'm going to ask you, how do you want to live your best day today? And so the next day I woke up and I asked her, how do you want to live your best day today? And she says, dad, I'm going to go out and be kind to people. I said, that's amazing. I'm so excited for you. And the best part was, is that she was able to sleep because she now has a sense of what she could do to face this challenge. She doesn't have to run away from it. She doesn't have to be scared of it. She has the ability to face this challenge. And I don't know if there's a better solution to that problem. So when your kids come up to you with really difficult conversations, realize that you have it in you to do it. I know it's hard and I know it's awkward. And if you need help, sign up and I can coach you through it. But here's the easy steps. One, validate the difficulties and normalize the experience. Two, understand how it makes them feel. Three, identify the problems that are going to come up based on the way that they think and feel about the problem. And then four, 
help them identify what they can do to move forward and face this challenge. Because once they have a sense that they have agency over this problem, they're going to be just fine. And if you can do all that and you can be present with your child, you can listen with your ears, with your eyes, and with your heart, then I promise you, you can have these very difficult conversations with your kids and they're going to be okay. They're going to be able to face the challenges of growing up. And the best part is if you do this, they're going to come back to you with more and more. And every time they face a challenge, they're going to seek your advice, your guidance, your counsel. And that is, I think it's the best way to parent. I hope this is helpful. I hope that you can have tough conversations with your kids. And I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. I hope you realize that even thinking how your relationship with your child could be better is an important step in the process. If you'd like more information on building a strong relationship with your child, go to theparentingcoach.com to learn more. Please subscribe to the podcast or visit Brant the Parenting Coach on Instagram and Facebook. Have a great day.